Inside the dugout, ESPN Radio, part of Diamond Time every Thursday on Nuanas Now with Colter Nuanas in the 5 o'clock hour. This week's edition, we're visiting with a second year paddlehead. He's been occupying center field and has a little bit more pop in his bat this season. Second year paddlehead Keaton Greenwald visiting yeah. with us here inside the dugout. Yeah. Keaton, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Yeah, I know. This, this is awesome. Thanks for having me. Year two with the Paddleheads and kind of touched on it. You've had this kind of power surge this season with Missoula. We were, you were a solid hitter last year, batting average over 300, same this season as well. But where's the pop come this year? Yeah, you know, I think it is more of just the mentality. Uh, just I feel like I'm just as strong this year as I was last year, but it's more of a mentality of, uh, you know, who cares about the, the strikeouts and who cares about the, you know, ground outs and all the other stuff. Let's just try to be as productive as we can and and uh, get the ball in the air and, and see what happens. And it's been a, it's we've had some good success this year with that. Yeah, hitting the long ball, it's been something that's just kind of become a tradition here in Missoula, whether it was last year with league MVP Jason Newman or Zach Allman the year prior. Yeah. Is that something you kind of put on your shoulders, so to speak, as a paddlehead? You're expected to hit bombs, so to speak? No, not necessarily, but it is something that, you know, you show up to the ballpark and, and you have guys like that have come through before you, and it's, and you know, you not want to show respect for them, but it's something that it's, it's weighing on your mind a little bit, you know. We want, to, we want to go out there and we want to hit some homers for the fans because that's what they're expecting, you know. Hitting homers yeah, in right. the game with Keaton Greenwald, yeah, Paddlehead's right. center fielder. <laughs> now in year two with Missoula, do you take a little bit more of a leadership role? Brandon Riley talked about this last week on Inside the Dugout, how there's this kind of nucleus of talent that's been here and this unique culture here in Missoula. Hmm. Do you take that upon yourself, being a second-year guy, to be more of a leader? Yeah, a little bit for sure. Um, well, with Brandon last year, you know, he, he was such a presence in the locker room in the dugout. And then now, you know, he's still here, but it, we kind of missed that, missed that glue, you know. So it's kind of a – it's kind of priority for a team to have, and, and it's really cool to be able to have some experience that some of these younger guys don't have and just kind of just be there for them, you know, with the questions they have or, or just show them kind of how to play the game the right way. And, and a lot of the guys do. They come in with great mentalities and mindsets, so it's not a big deal at all. Now this is a little bit of a unique aspect for you, second year in a same city. Coming from the Philly system, you bounced around a few different affiliates. Has it been rewarding for you to be able to kind of solidify Missoula as a little bit of a second summer home for you? I know that's been something that, again, touching on Brandon Riley, that's been very rewarding for him. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's amazing uh, mentally. Um, bouncing around from, from stadium to stadium, team to team, it's, it's hard to get in a rhythm uh, to find that kind of sense of belonging and that was what you know college was for me too is you know after the few years I'd been there my junior year I'd finally kind of found a home and and this second year I can kind of contribute to everything that's happening is this just being home you know it's comfortable um, I know all the guys I respect all the guys that we have here uh, so it's just it's just something that somewhere where I love being Zootown an amazing place someplace I've been very happy to call home myself for the last two seasons now, working with the Paddleheads and with ESPN Radio Missoula, it's been a very rewarding thing for me. So definitely feel a lot of things you're feeling as well. Now, obviously, you come to Missoula, a little bit of a different look compared to other players. A lot of guys coming in here from the West Coast or the South. But you have links both Texas and New Mexico, two mm -hmm. 
very unique places. Maybe talk about your baseball lineage growing up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, there's not a lot of guys that you see come out of New Mexico and make it, you know, to the big leagues. you got Bregman and, and Tyler Rogers, you know, the pitcher. But there's just not a lot of um, – there's not a lot of people around there that really appreciate the game that much um, or a lot of eyes trying to get k kids out of that area. So being in New Mexico and Texas, you know, in Texas, obviously, there's tons of people, you know. So whenever I went to college in Texas, it was just talent galore everywhere. And so it was a big it was a big step up and big uh, change and culture shock. And then, you know, now being up here in Montana, there's talent everywhere here too, you know, especially in this league. So, um it's cool. It's cool being able to be a little bit used to that now. Coming from New Mexico, that's the place you call home now, correct? Mm -hmm. Right, right. How is that kind of New Mexico mentality? I picture it being a very hardworking mentality. I know you're involved with ranching and horses and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Is that kind of brought to your game here in baseball? Uh, man, you know, it's just a lot of a lot of hard work, really. Um, and, and I contribute a lot of the work and and work ethic I have for baseball to the to the life that I had growing up which I wasn't too involved in the ranching and stuff like that but um, I had a bunch of times where it was well let's go load 100 and 200 bells of hay you know and unload I don't it in even the know same what that day. means I don't think <laughs> yeah, so it's it was you know the work ethic and being on a farm and and that kind of stuff it really kind of showed me how to work hard on the baseball field too you know if you want to give it your best you have to you got to be prepared to work as hard as anyone else now you touched on it a little bit, then you went to college in the state of Texas, and you were around a lot of different types of players, and this has been kind of a common theme talking with other players on this podcast also, going to different baseball programs from other places, seeing different talent, that it was very rewarding for them to be able to see just different styles of play. Was that the same for you at the college level? Yes, for sure. Um, you know, anyone coming out of high school going to college they're they're pretty much the guy on their high school team you know and showing up to college seeing all the you know upperclassmen and stuff and being able to just sit back and and know that you're not the guy anymore and uh be able to learn from you know i was a shortstop in college so i just sat back and watched the senior shortstop do what he did and uh, learned from him well learned how to play the game and and uh man that was about the most rewarding thing i could have done Visiting with Paddlehead center fielder Keaton Greenwald inside the dugout can catch snippets of inside the dugout as part of Diamond Time in the 5 o'clock hour Thursdays here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Now, transition from college to the Philly system. Mm -hmm. How did college prepare you for that? Or what types of challenges did you face with the Phillies that you had to kind of figure out by yourself? Yeah, yeah. I would say uh, the biggest challenge I had was any everyone in – affiliate ball or professional ball and that that level is kind of gunning for themselves right you know it's kind of a selfish selfish deal you're rooting for yourself rooting against your teammates there and that was the biggest challenge I had coming from college you know everyone wants to win it's it's just like the paddleheads here we're just a close-knit group of guys that want to want to win together you know and we want everyone to go play affiliate ball and get out of here uh, so that was the biggest challenge, man, was just now getting up to, you know, the Phillies and everyone just being selfish and, and rooting for themselves. And, and I had to adjust to that, and that was that was difficult for me. Paddlehead center fielder Keaton Greenwald, and I can only imagine the level of challenges that you had to face. And then COVID-19 gets thrown into that. Mm -hmm. And Brandon Riley touched on how he was released in the midst of COVID. What was your 
situation with COVID-19 in affiliated ball. Yeah, so uh, went to that spring training in, uh, in 20, right? And um, it was it was weird. We were there for about three weeks, and then they go ahead and send all of us home. And it's kind of just you're sitting by your phone for eight months just going, man, I don't know. You know, people are getting released left and right, and you're, you're waiting for that phone call of, hey, we're having spring training on March 3rd, or, hey, you know, you're no longer with us. So – it was kind of it was a lot of anxiety going around that time, and it was stressful. But um, we made it through that that stint, and and were able to play another year. You were able to find yourself eventually to the Paddleheads, and obviously yeah. you've been able to find some success with the Paddleheads as well. And this journey hasn't been obviously by yourself. Who have been some of the biggest folks you've had in your corner that have? pushed you through COVID and this transition from college to the affiliated ball and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously the family, family's a big part for me. Uh, parents and grandparents, cousins, all, everyone that, that's been in my corner since, you know, I was little. But uh, uh, the main the main one now is uh, my wife, you know, girlfriend at the time and fiance going through the Philly system. And, and then we got married after, after uh, 21. And now she's just kind of the rock of the whole situation. You know, she comes up here during the summers, and we get to spend a great summer in Missoula, have fun, go hiking, do all the good stuff. And she kind of gets able to take the, the mind away from baseball and, and get it on something that's a little bit more bigger than, than myself. Now, this is correct. Your wife was a college athlete as well? or Yeah, yeah. So she played uh, collegiate golf. She was a golfer Go in golfer. college. Yeah, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, so hopefully uh, whenever we, whenever our kids come, they have a good swing on them, you know? Well, they surely, thinking about Missoula, would potentially be coming to the right place. Yeah. Missoula's got just a few golf courses to play I on. I know. Just, just a few. Just a few of them, and they're all beautiful. Absolutely. I know you're a guy that's enjoyed whitefish as well. Just out there last week recording this final day of August. Yeah. What's it been like experiencing Montana whitefish, all these beautiful areas around the Bitterroot Valley as well, or thinking about the Blackfoot here around Zootown. Yeah. Has that been unique for you? Oh, man, it's been amazing. It makes you not want to go home, you know. I'm, I'm right there in the desert on the plateau, and, and being around these mountains and, and the lakes and being able to paddleboard and float the river and fish whenever you want to right off the right off the river for some trout, it's, it's something that makes you want to, you know, figure out how to stay around for sure. Keaton Greenwald, Paddlehead center fielder, maybe thinking about catching some cutthroats here in the coming weeks yeah. before the end of the season. Now, New Mexico, you grew up growing out on the plains. Of course, everybody now talking about Oppenheimer with the recent release of the movie. I've been to New Mexico a little bit. I was up in New Mescalero, New Mescalero. Mexico, up in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. Real wild area up yep. there. And I think it's just a state that you kind of, alluded to it a little bit just seems wild and it's a place that nobody really knows what's going on in no. new mexico tell us something about new mexico that us folks just don't know that you think would be interesting yeah well um i mean obviously there's the the green chili you know Oof. the green oh, chili chilies oh, oh yeah me being goodness. a foodie that sparks my interest immediately the hatch green chili i think is something that everyone needs to be able to experience because every time i go home that's the first thing i go i go to a mexican food place and i get the green chili enchiladas and it's authentic and it's amazing uh but yeah so i i'm gonna go with the food the food from new mexico is something i think everyone needs to experience yeah i would have thought 
the architecture, but I could see, or the arts, but I could yeah. see maybe where a plate of food would be, almost like yeah. a piece of art. I think the thinking Latin food, you think the, the enchiladas, the white, the green, and the red yes, sir. to make the colors, that's just something that seems to be pretty cool. Right, right. No, yeah, and, you know, in Santa Fe, you know, it's just, there's a lot of beautiful places in New Mexico that I don't live in, which is sad, but there is some great places to go on vacation and, and go skiing and, and have a really good time and some really good culture. Now, this is kind of a random question, but me as a big fan, did you notice anything change after the show Breaking Bad was released? Obviously, that was also so synonymous with the state of New Mexico. Right, right. No, but it seemed to be uh, everywhere I went that I told people I was from New Mexico, they'd say, oh, are you from, are you from that town in Breaking Bad? <laughs> so that's about the only thing that people knew of, and uh, I seemed to be right, right in the middle of it. So that was all I got asked was if I was from that town. Battle at center fielder Keaton Greenwald, obviously having a good season with Missoula for most of the years, being leading the team in home runs and RBIs. A lot of guys, probably people around Missoula, probably see you as this big, strong, athletic-looking center fielder. But you have multiple multiple dimensions to you. When you're not on the field, a lot of times you can be found with your laptop, working with stuff, online classes, yeah. on the phone, talking with folks back at home. So. Yeah. Maybe touch on what happens with Keaton Greenwald when he's not out here hitting dingers. Yeah, so um, off the field, I'm a big softy. I like giving phone calls to friends and family and, and hanging out with with those guys and seeing what's going on back home. And then uh, now what's been kind of been taking up all my time is school. So I've uh, been enrolled in uh, pharmacy school. So just, just started that about a month ago. So i got four years left. So, you know, wow. nothing major. But uh, yeah, that's about that's about it. Just just involved with school and school and baseball, man. It's it's been it's been fun, but it's been busy. And you're not alone in this Paddleheads clubhouse either. Carl Bloom is involved. Pitchers involved mm-hmm. in finance job. I know Justin Jones, another pitcher, is also involved in school, getting a criminal justice degree, mm-hmm. a master's degree. So seeing all these outside things, outside interests, outs, off the baseball field. Yeah. How is that unique to see that in a clubhouse in general? You think baseball guys just fixated on baseball 24-7, but clearly that's not the case with these paddleheads. Yeah, no, uh, it was told to me a long time ago by someone a lot smarter than me. Um, it's always good to have a plan B. You know, all of us want to make it to the big leagues. All of us want to make millions playing the game of baseball that we love, but it's always good to have that plan B. Um, and there's a lot of good guys in that locker room with a good head on their shoulders that understand that, you know, sometimes someone's going to tell you to take the cleats off and it's done. So uh, to be able to get started on, on that plan B or maybe it's even a plan A a little bit sooner than, you know, you expect is always a good thing. Now, is it also rewarding to be a part of a clubhouse culture where guys are out there grinding, working to better themselves in whatever way that they're trying to? Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh being a part of something that everyone's always trying to take that next level up, whether it be, you know, a job in the off season or out here on the baseball field, seeing guys like Gunther, you know, out in the cage taking extra hacks twenty four seven, you know, it's always it's always awesome to see people around you that are wanting to become a little bit better of better of themselves. Now your manager Michael Schlack, this your second year working with Schlack and You've been around the block, so to speak, a lot of different mm-hmm. levels of baseball. Where is his culture unique compared to wherever you've been? Yeah, well, he, he just lets us be ourselves, you know. Um, there's a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds that whenever you get into, you know, 
coaching situation, uh, when you play for a team, they those coaches want it to be very ABC, how they uh, how they grew up playing, and uh, they kind of run it a little more strict. Uh, but Schlack is, man, he just lets everyone be themselves. He lets everyone play the game they love, and they let them, he lets us express ourselves. It's it's an amazing atmosphere that's created a culture of people just wanting to be here and play for as long as they can. You're having fun here in Missoula, your second year with the Paddleheads. How rewarding is it for you to be able to make some of these lasting memories with these guys that you've been able to connect so well with? You know, you've yeah. gotten real close with Cam Thompson, McLean O'Connor, players you choose played multiple seasons with yeah. here in Missoula and thinking back a year to the day maybe you remember this but last year on this very day recording this on August 31st on in 22 mm -hmm. you had a game tying home run in the top of the ninth inning then Lamar Sparks won the game in a knockout yeah. kind yeah. of a cool memory that I have looking back on these deals with the paddleheads but so how's that been unique for you to have these memories with some of your great teammates and now friends as well yeah it's um I mean, it's almost where I can't even put it into words. Um, these dudes will be lifelong friends for the rest of my life. You know, hopefully we make trips in the off season to go to Vegas or something like that <laughs> together, you know, do something fun. Um, but, you know, you only get one time to enjoy these memories out here with these guys. And so whenever the day comes where it's your last, you know, for me, you know, it could be in 15 games. You know, it could be whenever it is. You want to look back and go, wow, man, I gave it my all, and I did it with some of the best people, and I had some of the best memories of those guys. And that's kind of the goal. A few more questions here for Paddlehead center fielder Keaton Greenwald. We'll get him on his way, thinking about a lengthy road trip mm. and the end of the season, September looming for these Paddleheads, which means the postseason push. Now, obviously, you were part of the run last season, Paddleheads just rolled through the regular season, faced a challenge from Billings, but still probably feeling confident going into that league championship series, and then it all just unraveled yeah. seemingly overnight with yeah. those two games happening here in Missoula. It was just all finished. How does that kind of put that into the back of your mind of, hey, we got to just keep it hammering down yeah. towards it, the end of the season? It leaves a sour taste in your mouth for sure. Um, all the guys that were here last year, um, it's been talked about. We definitely remember it, and we don't want to go through that again uh, for sure. Um, so it kind of makes the attitude in the locker room go, well, let's start heating up now, and, um, you know, any team can come in here any night and beat us. You know, that's just how the game of baseball is played. Um, so we understand the road that's ahead of us right now, and, and we're kind of just ready to start pushing forward and, and not, not giving any breaks to anybody. One last question. Yeah. Simply put, where do you think – are the main areas of focus that your club will have these last 10, 12 games to get you ready for whoever comes out here to Zootown for the divisional playoff? Yeah, um, I mean, it's going to sound very generalized and, and kind of like a well, duh. But <laughs> I just I just think that once we, um, once we start getting a little bit hot with our sticks and our pitchers start really working the counts and really just, you know, trusting their stuff and having that confidence again, I just feel like it's going to be a really hard time coming into Zootown and, and giving us a shot. You know, I think that uh, that was we just kind of build our confidence these next week and a half, ten games. I think we just get hot, and I think uh, we build that confidence to really just win it all. Playing in position eight here in Missoula, Montana, Keaton Greenwald. Inside the Dugout podcast, part of our ESPN Radio Missoula network of podcasts. Keaton, yeah. thanks for coming on. Jeff, thanks for having me, man. This is awesome.